What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Bumper Sticker Faith. My name is Louis Dudek. I'm my brother Sam Key here. What's up, brother? Hey, it's the end of the year. It is, man. Christmas end just passed. End of the year. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer, yeah. man. How was Christmas for you? Christmas was good. We went to a uh, like a midnight service. Oh, wow. It was midnight. super cool. It's huh. kind of our family tradition. There's a very... Um, not very. There's more of a liturgical church by us, a Lutheran church. Okay. And so the way they do their um, services is just high church, basically very liturgical. And we kind of like that every once in a while, once a mm-hmm. year. Okay. And uh, we go there and it's great. It's great. And you welcome, you're singing Silent Night, right? As it's turning midnight and it's it's pretty profound sometimes. Wow. Okay. But yeah, we love that. Okay. All right. That's cool. But Christmas man. was good. Yeah, that's good. How was yours? It was cool, man. Low key. About like it is every year, so yeah. it's all good. So, yeah. man, like, what are we talking about today, man? Since we're coming to the new year, like, what's up? Well, this is episode 52. 52. So how does that work, then? If it's episode 52, and it's 52 weeks in a year, <laughs> and we didn't start the first week of January, how do we go 52, like... I don't know. We must have, we must have caught up somehow. Well, how? I don't know. Multiple releases you, in a week. The, you, yeah, there, you know yeah, how. You the releaser, so you know <laughs> you know how. <laughs> All right, what we got on There's tap for today? Weeks. So it's end of the year, and we're getting to um, you know, like New Year's resolutions. Oh, and by the way, next week we're gonna have our first guest on the show. Okay, and he uh, one New Year's resolution that people have a lot is to read the Bible more, right? Mm, yeah. So we're gonna have a guy on, and he's gonna give us some resources. And encouragement for that. Nice. For reading okay, the Bible okay. in the new year. Cool. So, but as we get to the end of the year, um, I had this, uh, I read, I read a quote. No, I heard a quote on a podcast, on another podcast, not ours. So that I listened to others. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this guy told a story uh, from a sermon from C.S. Lewis. Okay. And, um, well, what we're talking about today, the, the main idea is don't hold on to God in the new year. Mm. All right? New year, don't hold on to is God. Is that the same as let go and let God? Hmm. That could be. Hmm. I know. That's a somewhat controversial statement. Well, let's let's work through this. Yeah, this yeah. could be, there's going to be a lot going on in this one. We're going to, Lord willing, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Okay, cool. I like so, that. I like Spider-Man. We're, we're going to talk about a bunch of uh, a bunch of different things. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, games from your childhood, perhaps. Oh, okay. So, All right. So here we go. Don't hold on to God in the new year. So the C.S. Lewis quote that I heard, the guy told the story that C.S. Lewis was preaching a sermon, and he told the story of a of a man, uh, and he was going to he was describing the incarnation of a man who stripped off his clothing. And he dove into a, a lake, a dark lake, and he went all the way down to the bottom where it was dark and freezing. Eventually, he came back up, and he had something in his hands. And C.S. Lewis said, what did he have? And the idea is he had you. Like, what could possibly, mm. um, what could possibly motivate a guy to strip off everything, go down and risk his life, mm. What could be so valuable down there? Mm. And he brought you up, and I thought that's really good. Wow, like that's that cool. that's really profound. And and I wanted to, I wanted to talk about that idea. I even thought about breaking it down and <laughs> into three different sections: the time before he went, the time he was in the water, and then our life with him afterwards. Mm. And how the idea is that he just doesn't rescue us um, from sin, but he also brings us up to where he is mm. in heaven with his ascension. 
And so there's more to our Christian life than just being rescued from sin. It's mm, joining him. Amen. And, and so I was ready to, I was actually texting you ready to uh, suggest that. And I thought, well, let me go find that C.S. Lewis story real quick. And I found it in um, his in, in his book, God in the Dock, which is like a collection of essays. And I read it and it wasn't quite the same as the guy described it. All mm. right. And uh, the differences are pretty cool and maybe something that people haven't thought about mm-hmm. or realized. And um, I think it'd be good to kick around for a little bit. So it describes, so in his sermon, he describes the the man. All right. He describes him going down into the water. That's all the same. And he describes him bringing the thing out of the water, mm-hmm. but what he grabs out of the water, it says this, um, he's holding in his hand, the dripping thing he went down to get. This thing is human nature, but associated with it, all nature, the whole, the new universe. Mm. And so I thought, wait, that's different. I thought it was just like one person that he went to rescue. Yeah, yeah. And the idea is that he would go down and save you and bring you up to be with him. That's mm. great. That's true. But C.S. Lewis actually said he went down to get human nature. Mm. Wow. And I'm like, that's, I got to think that's about deep. that. Yeah, yeah. That's different, right? That's different than just one person. Mm-hmm. That means that's like all people together, right? Yeah. All one thing with him. Um, and then a little bit later, Lewis says, in the incarnation, we get, of course, the idea of vicariousness of one person profiting by the earning of another person. In its highest form, that is the very center of Christianity. So reflecting on the incarnation and this word vicarious. And have you heard that word before? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. It's when you do something for someone else and they benefit from mm-hmm. it, right? And um, C.S. Lewis says that because of the incarnation, that's what makes vicariousness possible for Christ to represent us, right? And, and all, all of humanity. So Jesus grabbed hold of all of humanity, not just um, one individual. And that means that, Jesus' mission is larger and more dramatic and even more unifying than just um, one person. So then my mind immediately thought of John chapter um, 20, is it? Yeah, John 20, uh, Mary in the garden with Jesus. So right after the resurrection, um, um, Mary sees a guy and he thinks, she thinks he's a gardener. But she, he says, no, Mary, and he calls out her name, and she realizes it's Jesus, and she, like, is holding on to him, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're back. And Jesus says, Jesus says to her in verse 17, don't hold on to me or don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God. Mm-hmm. And then it says, Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord and that he has said these things to her. So uh, don't hold on to me. Is Jesus just being rude? Like, what do you think's going on there? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you know, to me, holding on to him represents this idea of like, I'm holding on, I'm not letting go. You know, it's mm-hmm. like being on a roller coaster with your wife, you know, and she's holding on you because she's scared and she mm-hmm. ain't letting go until the fear is over. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, 
Jesus is gone, they were sad. Now she sees him and she's glad and she's like, I'm not letting you out of my yeah. sight again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, like I still have something I need to do. Yeah. And it's not your time yet to come be with me. Yeah. Like there's still work that needs to be done. He sends her, he sends her to go do some work. Go tell my brothers. Mm-hmm. Go tell them I'm here. That way they can know I'm not dead. And you know, there's still mm-hmm. work to be done. I mean, that's that's the way I've always yeah. kind of spread the at word. That. Yeah. Right? The good news. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like you said, I have something that I have to do. Yep. So I thought of the game Capture the Flag. Have you ever played Capture the Flag? I have not. I know about it, but I've never played okay, it. Okay. So for Capture the Flag, for for people who may not have played it before, at least this is the kind of version that I've played before. You have two teams. Uh, like picture yourself in a big field or a, a, a wooded area, and there's a line in the middle of it, and um, you have to stay on your side, basically. Well, you don't have to. Each team has a side. Now, each team has also hidden the other team's flag on their side, okay? Mm-hmm. And the goal is for your team to go find your flag in enemy territory and to bring it back safely to your side. Now, once you cross that line in the middle, you can be tagged by the other team. And if you're tagged by the other team, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. And the jail is hidden somewhere in their side. And, the, and your flag is hidden somewhere in their side, too. So you have this great big game of capture the flag, I imagine. Now, our best player by far was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. He was able to run harder, run faster, not get tagged by sin, and go capture the flag, right? And once he once he or once anyone in the game, actually, but in his our case, it's him. Once he captures the flag and grabs it, he has to run back home with it. He has to get back to the other side. And once he does that, then you know, the game's over. Once that person does that, the game's over. Now, when you're playing capture the flag and you have that like one fast, able runner who's able to do that, you're thankful for him. You're not like jealous. You're not um, trying to stop him because he represents you. Because once he grabs a flag and takes it back home, everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole team wins, right? And then also once he does it, Um, all those people who are caught in prison are set free, right? Once he crosses back to home. So the the way I imagine this, and this isn't, the analogy is not perfect, but it's the way I'm thinking about this, that Jesus has captured the, he went down um, to death and he grabbed humanity. That's that thing C.S. Lewis was talking about. He grabbed hold of human nature. He Mm -hmm. captured it. And he's on his way back to the father with it. And that's what he tells Mary. Like, I'm, I got to go back to my father. And she's like one of the, like on his way out, he pass, passes the prison cell where all the prisoners are. And she's like right there. And she comes out and she's like holding on to him. And he's like, you don't understand. Like, I got to, I got to go back to, um, I got to go back to my father. But because I represent you, um, in this game, he's also your father now too. Mm-hmm. He's my God and your God. We're all part of the same team. And when I win, you're going to be win. You're going to win. So um, one represents all, and he rescues the prisoners so long as he's able to return to his home base. And that's what that's what the ascension is. And that's why um, we, we need him to... We, like we can't hold on to him. Like you said before, we, it's, we're scared 
um, we, we, we like to have him right here, but he has to go. And then on the other hand, we also have a mission to do ourselves. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, the, the analogy that you give with the whole clinging and then the scripture of Mary Magdalene holding on to Jesus, the mm-hmm. way I look at it is like this idea of let God go is like people kind of hold on to God and they're kind of like, well, I got God, you know, mm-hmm. and I got the Bible, I got prayer, but I don't need anything else. Or it could just be, I, I got God and I'm holding on to that. Mm-hmm. But all the other stuff, like the church has hurt me or I don't trust in the church yeah. or, you know, I don't need a Bible because I spiritually connect with God. Like these reasons that people have to think that they're like living a godly life or really connecting with God is a bunch of, a bunch of bumper sticker, a bunch of mm-hmm. BS, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, in order for you really to experience God, you got to let him be him. And then you got to accomplish the work that he has for you mm-hmm. to accomplish. And, and in turn, you're not really letting go of God. You're like working side by side yes. with God when you're yes. like doing what he wants you to do mm-hmm. versus I'm just going to like Mary cherish these things in yeah. her heart. It's like, I'm cherishing God in my heart and that's where he is. It's in this bo- yeah. tiny box inside of me. And then I just go yeah. do what I want to do. Cause I got God in this. It's box. good for me to be with Jesus in this garden. <laughs> you know, just, let's just stay here. Just us. Yeah. But that's not accomplishing yeah. nothing. Yeah. And the, I think that's, so that's what it means to me yeah. whenever I first start looking at this stuff is that, yeah, people just hold on. Like, what does this mean? Because, we should cling to Christ. Yes. We should hold on to God, but not in the sense of, okay, it's like you catch the flag and then you put it in your pocket. And like, okay, I got the flag. Yeah. Now what? It's like, I got God. Now what? Let me just go do what I want to do. No, no, you don't just catch God. Like mm-hmm. you, you accept Christ and now you walk with God. And then this greater, you're part of this greater mission, this greater thing. Mm-hmm. It's more dramatic um, and meaningful life uh, and existence. So there's a passage in Colossians, which it's all, this, this whole idea is the kind of the background of it is this doctrine of the union with Christ. So um, union with Christ means we're united with him and he's united uh, with us. And um, it's just, these are some of my favorite verses in Colossians three verses one through four. It says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Mm. Like, what stands out to you about those verses? Well, I mean, like, so... I ordered it recently, about a year ago, ordered a Hebrew Greek study Bible. And I guess I failed to realize that I ordered the King James version, (laughs) which is fine. I mean, I've spent more time in that years ago. And so um, the first thing that struck me was in verse two, mine says, set your affection on things above. Mm. You know, and it's like yours says, well, set your eyes. What does yours say? Seek the things that are above our Christ. Set your minds. Set, it your says, minds. set your minds on things. It says set your affection. Interesting. And it's just like, man, like affection to me is like yeah. 
such a powerful yeah, like yeah. thought in my mind. Like you know, when I have affection for something, it's almost like there's an intimacy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like with yeah. my mind, it's like that's more analytical to me. Yeah. My affection is more my emotions. Yeah, and I think you need both, right? We mm-hmm. need to set our minds on Christ, but when we set our affections, that's our passion. Mm-hmm. That's the emotions that God gave us, and so that's the first thing that struck me was setting my affection on what on things above. Mm-hmm. So don't have affection towards these earthly things that's going to burn up one day, mm-hmm. you know, which which that's what the world teaches mm-hmm. us to do, you know, have love and affection for tangible items. Whereas Colossians right here says, set your affection on, on things, things above, yeah. right? Yeah. Where Christ is, where yeah. God is, and not on things that earth. Yeah. So that's the first thing that struck me. And in the second verse, it says, for you are dead. Yeah, you have died. You've died, which that... <laughs> to me, Dove tells perfectly with my favorite verse in the Bible, which is Galatians 2.20, where mm. it says, I've been crucified with yep. Christ. Nevertheless, I live, mm-hmm. yet not I, but Christ lives mm-hmm. in me. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like when Christ died, when I accepted Christ, I died. Yep. And so this Dove tells to me perfectly with this, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And my life is hidden. Right. Is it does it say that here? Yeah. Or is that a different verse I'm thinking of? No, mine says hidden for your life. Yeah, is hidden yeah. With it's hidden, it's hidden with Christ. So it's almost like if my life is hidden in, it doesn't say hidden behind. Like if you hide behind somebody and you kind of poke your head to the side <laughs> and like you can see the person, it's like I'm hidden in yeah. Christ. And so if I'm in Christ, that means when people look for me, who should they see? They should see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then when they look for Jesus, who should they find? They should see me. Yeah. So that's the couple things. It's that crazy. It is. And it, and it doesn't make logical sense because no. it's not a mind thing mm-hmm. to understand. It's a it's a factual, spiritual mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that our life is. And it's almost like it should be like our lives should be. Like, I feel like that's where most people are at. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they can't stomach this. It is hidden in it. Because that's like too much for them to understand. It's like your life should be, meaning mm-hmm. what do you need to do so then this thing does happen? Mm-hmm. Because the fact is that it is mm-hmm. hidden, because that's what Paul mm-hmm. writes, right? Yep. It is hidden and in you, Just like you have died. Yeah, but people aren't living yep. that way, yep. right? So it's like the message to them is, hey, you know, actually your life is hidden in Christ and, and you should have died, mm-hmm. you know, when he died in association mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. his death. And now you should be living in newness of life. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you should be doing because mm-hmm. the Bible tells us these facts about mm-hmm. ourselves. But it's like, it's it's kind of weird to me because it's like, here's a fact that exists, but does that mean it's really being played out in a believer's life? Mm-hmm. Like we tend to think, I think most people uh, think that, well, I, I know I'm saved by grace, but I, I'm still having to uh, work really hard to um to get to heaven yeah and yeah which it, is it, bad and, and <laughs> it's like no you're already there like if you're in christ this passage says you're already there mm-hmm. because our representative is there the one yeah. who got the flag who represents the whole team mm-hmm. like we already won we made it yeah yeah that's to me i liken it to sanctification right mm-hmm. like we are sanctified and we are being sanctified, right? Like mm-hmm. sanctification continues to happen in our life until we die. But once we accept Christ, we're sanctified, we're mm-hmm. set apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like that word kind of has two meanings mm-hmm. and both are true. But it's not mm-hmm. like once I accept Christ, I'm sanctified and I'm totally freed of mm-hmm. sin. 
because if that was the case, that means I'd be perfect and I'd never mm-hmm. sin again. But we know that's not true. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a mind being. Yeah. I mean, that's the best Martin, way. Martin describe. Luther had a, an expression for it that were simultaneously just and sinners at the same time, mm-hmm. justified and sinners together. Yeah. Yep. And um, that's what this, that's what union with Christ um, uh, points to. And then like when Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. He is mm. my life. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's my life. That's the, I mean, and again, it's like he should be mm-hmm. right. It's like this, this stuff ain't taught me. I, I mean, it's too many churches I've been to. This stuff, this, this is some like when mm-hmm. I read that this hump, this, this like bullseye strikes mm-hmm. me because immediately I start thinking about my godliness, my life, mm-hmm. and what it looks like compared to the life it should be. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it I nat- naturally want to gravitate more towards Christ just from reading this verse, mm-hmm. just from seeing it says, "Who is our life?" When Christ, who is our life? What is my life about? Who is my life about? Yeah. Is my life about tangible material yeah. things? Is my life about me mm-hmm. or about other people? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to be heaven mm-hmm. and Christ first. Yeah. Everything else comes wherever. Yeah. But he got to be first. Yeah. That goes yeah. back to like the Mary, like when Mary wanted to hold on to him in that particular mm-hmm. spot, it, it was really like Mary's wanting to hold on to her story, her little life. Right rather than to let go and truly grab hold of life. Yeah, and I right? can I can and I can understand if I put myself in Mary's shoes, I probably would have done the same oh, thing for sure. because Christ for represents sure. freedom. <clears throat> I mean, everything that's good and holy, he represents cuz he's the God mm-hmm. man on earth. And so it's like I I don't fault her for one to grab on this dude and yeah. just say, man, I ain't never, <laughs> I ain't yeah, never yeah. let you go. <laughs> yeah, never, ever, 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 once. ever. You know, like that's an endearing thing. And, and she was setting her affection on Christ, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, that's, that's what it tells us to do. You know, it's yeah. just that she tangibly yeah. was setting her physical body around yeah, Christ, yeah. holding on to him. And it just wasn't time, you know, in one day, you know, maybe we'll all get a chance mm-hmm. To where we could grab hold of him mm-hmm. and hold on, and 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 eternity's a long time. Mm-hmm. So maybe you yeah. get ten or fifteen years holding on. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I get twenty twenty five years holding yeah. on. You know, it's just it's a great thought yeah. that we can cling and hold on to yeah. this man that dove down mm-hmm. into the deepest darkest mm-hmm. depths of this lake mm-hmm. that C.S. Lewis wrote about, and yeah. he grabbed. What would you say humanity? Yeah, humanity. He grabbed humanity and, and rescued it and brought it yeah. brought it out to save it. But he's introducing Mary and us to a reality that um, it's the Christian. It's the Christian life. It's a. It's a much uh, deeper and more meaningful reality that Amen. we're a part of. And and because if he just were to rescue one person, maybe this yeah. would look different. Mm-hmm. But he's thinking of the all believers from all times, past, present, and future, mm-hmm. and it, it makes it a little more. Uh, Complex, right? Yeah, and it makes it more amazing. Yeah, that this one yeah. man could impact yep. past, present, and future. Yep. that's amazing. Yep. I mean, what? What? I mean, who could do such a thing? Yeah, yeah, no one, no one could. And um, mm. we'll take a little musical break, and uh, we'll get back get back into another another part of it. 
the two views, the airplane view and the train view. something that um, represents a light side and the dark side. Mm. So when you're in, when you're uh, flying in an airplane and you and like there's there's dark clouds that are um, like you're heading towards the sky towards the clouds right They could be dark storm clouds from your point of view from from the ground as you're going up. but then once you burst through the clouds and you're above them, then it's all light and beautiful mm. <laughs> even though there's storms below, like the light side because of the sun, it looks clear and wonderful and beautiful above the clouds. So uh, the way in my mind that this um, doctrine and this idea plays out kind of has that, that feel to it. So Mm -hmm. like the Colossians three passage that we read would to me is like the, the, the plane, the airplane view where you're looking down and everything's like, you're there, your life is hidden with Christ in God and he is your life. That's glorious. But then there's the 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 ground view, there's the train view, and um, that I I see in also in Colossians, same book, but in chapter one, in this kind of mysterious passage um, that people try to wonder what to do with. But here's my um, take on it. So in Colossians one verse twenty four, Paul says. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. What what does the King James say? It says, who now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind of the affections of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Hmm. So pretty pretty much the same thing. So what is what is Paul saying? Like he's he's filling up what's what's lacking in Christ's afflictions. You know, I thought I thought Jesus um, died on the cross, paid for all of our sins, and he uh, endured all suffering for us. And there's and it's finished, right? Well, it's the it's the sufferings that we go through for Christ, right? I mean, mm-hmm. is that is that what he yeah, and to? and and it and it, but it also shows that we're united with him. Like mm. you have the uh, you have the the, the sky view where. Um, our life is hidden with mm. his glory, right? Yeah. But now here's the reverse view. His life is hidden right now in our suffering. And and like when we suffer, he suffers. Just how when he was glorified, mm. we're glorified. Yeah. It's like the opposite the opposite side of the same of the same coin. We're we're all that's how united. And like I don't get this all the time. Like Paul's able to say here in this verse, he's, he, he's able to take three different, um, I don't know, three different realities. He's able to say, there's Christ, and there's me, and there's the church. There's three different things, mm-hmm. and they're all in some way the same. So again, he says, I'm filling up in my flesh, that's me. I'm filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions, that's Christ, mm-hmm. for the sake of his body, the church. Mm-hmm. 
all three, all three are the, in some way, different um, versions of the same thing. They're all unified. And that's why, um, like when in Acts chapter nine, when Jesus confronts Paul, he says, Paul, Paul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. Paul was out uh, persecuting Christians, like a flesh and blood, dirty Jewish Gentile people that lived in the first century. That's who he was persecuting. Mm-hmm. How is he persecuting Jesus? Yeah. It's because they're together, right? Amen. Amen. Their they're, life is hidden with Christ. Yes. He's their representative. Yep. Um, and their life is hidden with him and his Jesus life is hidden in them too. Mm -hmm. That's the other side. And, um, that just blows my mind. And, and, um, we don't think about our lives and our daily actions like that. No, man, I, I, I agree. I mean, like, I like this and it's like, it's been a while since I've really just sat back and like read this and really like meditated on it. But, it man is is deep, man. I mean, it, there's some deep, not meaning like it's not understandable, but mm-hmm. it, the depth of the riches of the meaning of this, mm-hmm. and how much. I mean, this is a demonstration to me of Christ's love for us. Mm-hmm. That these things are true, and it's like, man, He didn't just love me enough to die on the cross for me. Like, there's, it's like so much more that mm-hmm. comes along with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, man, yeah, like, yeah. like I want people to know this stuff. Yeah. Like, this is good. I mean, this is why this is why we're doing yeah. this, so people yeah. can know this stuff. So yeah. maybe somebody listening already knows this. Like me, I know it, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this is refreshing, mm-hmm. and like I feel like my the spirit is leaping inside mm-hmm. of me for joy. Yeah. Like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, this is good. So maybe that's you, or maybe this is a first time somebody hearing this stuff, mm-hmm. or maybe you know someone that could benefit mm-hmm. from hearing this. But man, this is this is some good stuff, mm-hmm. man. People have said, like, today there's a meaning crisis in our world, right? Mm. It's, it's kind of the term, a meaning crisis. Like, what's the meaning of life Yeah, or my life? Yeah, what's the, what's the meaning of anything? Does yeah. anything have okay. a meaning? And and then when they look at Christianity, maybe they do see this bumper sticker version of it, maybe that they had some in their childhood or maybe, maybe a relative in their life that mm-hmm. represented where it was just uh, one layer to it. Right. Yeah. Maybe a good layer, but just one layer of Jesus died for your sins and that's it. And and then therefore go live your life. And he's there for like fire insurance, basically. Yeah, yep. But no, it's it's so it, there's so much more depth to it. Um, our life is hidden with him. His life is hidden with us. And people are right now because they don't realize that there's they're trying to create their own meaning. They're trying to trying to create their own, even religious experiences by becoming different people, yeah. right? And trying to give themselves a self transformation when they don't realize that in Christ we we are transformed and we have a transformation, mm-hmm. and we are being transformed and we have already been transformed and we're trying to live that out, and um, we just don't get that. And there's other verses that have like the, the, the quote unquote, the train view, like I said, like in Matthew 25, when they, the people say to the master, and when did we see you a stranger and welcome you Mm. or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the King who is Jesus will answer them. Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
And then you could read uh, basically anything in Romans chapter eight mm. to get more of the uh, the airplane view that that kind of dovetails with Colossians three. But um, it made me think of Spider Man. I was gonna say, how does Spider Man the metaverse? How does the Did meta? You see the, the... I seen all of them, but I don't remember which one is which because I don't know. My well, brain just don't. Well, I'm gonna see if this makes sense. I'm <laughs> we're doing this doing this for the first time. Um, but the latest one, I think it was Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, yeah, so that's know. 2021, I think. Um, but it's about when the um, the third Spider-Man, who I believe is Tom Holland. Oh, you're talking about when they brought them other Spider-Man from yeah. other movies in. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I don't so, know who's who, though. Yeah, so, so what happened was um, at the beginning, there's some... Um, there's some issue where I, they find out who the identity of Spider-Man is, is Peter Parker and the mm. world is going nuts about it. And so Peter Parker goes to Dr. Strange, I think, is that mm. his name? Yeah. And says, Hey, can you cast a spell to get people to forget that I am Spider-Man, that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and Dr. Strange is hesitant, but they do it. But something goes wrong with the experiment and the, the metaphysics of reality are, are broke apart. And, um, all these, um, all these villains and people from other universes. So this is introducing the idea of the metaverse, Mm -hmm. a universal meta just means alongside of, or with, it's kind of like we're with Christ. We're meta Christ. It's the Mm -hmm. Greek word. It's the same thing. Um, so all these other um, villains start pouring in through this portal into the into their world, and they're like, "Okay, well we need to we need to get rid of these guys." So you see, I'm not as familiar with them, but you see a villain from like Tobey Maguire Spider Man. You see a couple of villains from Andrew Garfield Spider Man. You see, so it's, it's all so so they're all coming into one uh, place, and they realize that, Oh, the metaverse is true. There's universes alongside of universes. And I kind of like that idea in the sense that they put a very materialistic spin on it. So there's like literally a material metaverse. We have that in Christianity already where our life is hidden with Christ and God. We have Mm -hmm. another, you know, quote unquote universe, another reality that we are a part of. And, um, if we could get a portal into that, that'd be great. We, maybe we do in worship sometimes through prayer, Yeah. through maybe that, the elements that we take. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this just made it very obvious in this movie that there's this, this meta world. So it comes to the point though, in the story where they're like, we gotta, we gotta clean all this up, like send these guys back home. And Dr. Strange says, just push this button and all these guys go back where they came from. But uh, I think it's, yeah, Aunt May questions that. Peter's Aunt May says, you know, no, like, that's not what we do. We need to help these people. They're obviously disturbed individuals, like these villains that are coming back. Mm-hmm. They're disturbed. We can help them. And I'm, well, like, when I saw it, I'm like, no, that's dumb. Like, don't help them. Just send them back and get your old life back. Mm-hmm. Right. You had your girlfriend, you had your best friend. Um, you had some fame. Everybody knew who you were mm-hmm. now, you know, just hold on to that life. That's, that's, that's what I was saying. Um, but they started to, um, they started not to want to do that. So, uh, and Peter even said, he said to, 
I think, yeah, to Aunt May, he says, this isn't my problem. Like, let's just send him back. This isn't my problem. And she says, not your problem. Like questioning that. Mm. And I was like, oh man, that's convicting. Mm. You know, when you see the problems and issues in the world, it's Mm -hmm. like, no, that's not my problem. She says, this isn't your problem. And Peter says, no, this is the best we can do for them. Just send them back. And Aunt May said, for them or for yourself? Mm. She said, look around. This is what we do. We help people. It's really like that. And that started to convince him that his life uh, is more than yeah, just... bigger than himself. Yeah, don't hold on to my little life. Mm-hmm. Let's let go and live for something higher, mm-hmm. right? And uh, he went to Dr. Strange and um, said, no, we want to try to help these guys here. I, <clears throat> I have the, the, the brain power and we have the uh, technology. We can help repair mm-hmm. these villains. So that when we send, because the issue was when they, they would send them back, immediately they would die because they were all in fights with the other Spider-Men mm-hmm. and they're all about to die. Um, so he wanted to give them a fighting chance by sending them back. And, and Dr. Strange says, um, just send them back to their universes where they will perish. And Peter said, well, what if we could change their fate? And, um, and then Peter says, how about we try to cure them while they try to kill us? Hmm. Again, I really like that. Why don't we try to cure them even if uh, even if they're trying to kill us? Because that's mm-hmm. what the villains. That's like Jesus that. say, "Father, forgive them for they know not yeah. what they do." You know, he's yeah. Yeah. he's giving them a cure for yep. their sin while they're literally killing, killing him. Yep, that be- wow. and that's what we do. Um, yeah. And as Christians, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That's what we do. We try to we try to help people even though they persecute us, even though they look down on us, even though they judge us. We try to help them. That's what we do. That's that's our that's our high calling. And we're united with Christ. That's his mission. And he's united with us in our in that mission. We're, we're together in that. Um and as, so as this is happening then, back back to Spider-Man, as this is happening, some um, some more, his friend Ned, I think that's his name, opens up a couple more portals and the actual Spider-Man from Spider-Man 1 and 2 come in. And so now they're all three together. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets, um, I don't know, it got pretty cool for yeah, me. Yeah, that was cool. So me. you have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and they're all together. They and they and they each bring with them like haunting memories from the past. They each have their villains. They each have their failures. They each have their sufferings, right? They each have their issues, and and there's some pretty moving, you know, brief scenes in the movie where they're um, like lamenting, like my uncle Ben died, my aunt May died, uh, I let my girlfriend Gwen die, I let my uh, or I killed my friend. Uh, what, what the Osborne one? I, I forget. But they, they they each have their failings. They each have their issues. Um, but the thing is, when they unite together, when they realize they're the same person, right, in different verses, mm-hmm. when they unite together for the same mission of of helping their enemies, that's when they begin to heal each other as Spider-Man. And there's some pretty cool scenes in the movie where um, they do work to heal each other. But they, but you can't do it if you're if if you just hold on to your own story. If you go back to where you came from, 
the only way you do it is if you unite for this higher purpose of loving your enemies. And when you do that, then you begin to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just thought of the church, right? Church throughout all ages. And we're united with all those Christians. They, They like are us in a sense. And they may have had different villains at the time, uh, like in previous centuries, Martin Luther had his villains. Uh, we, we each have our villains. We, and we each had our failings. And in, in the future, and even in the present, we each have our uh, a bit different abilities. Um, I like how one of the, at one point, the um, one Spider-Man was saying, you shoot your webs directly from your body. How do you do that? We have to make... You know, these little mechanisms, these little gadgets to shoot the webs. So we each have, even have our own abilities. Christians have their own abilities and their own failures and that. But we're united by one thing. And that's what we're about. And that's what the church needs to, to be about um, to, um, to heal people. Amen. Amen. That's, that's good. And the only way that's going to happen is if the church, the people get out, right? Let go of this. God in a bottle or Jesus Mm -hmm. in a box that's cherished in my heart. But that's just where it ends. Like let, let go of that idea Mm -hmm. that I got Christ and that's all I need. Like have Christ. He is all you need, but get out there and tell other people Mm -hmm. that they can have Christ Mm -hmm. and not just have them packaged up inside of you Mm -hmm. and say, I'm good. Now I don't need to Mm -hmm. go tell anybody. And and, and get over yourself too. Like, yeah, I'm not saying don't address your failings and the issues and the things that happen to you, but don't let those stop you from mm, rising above yeah. them yep. to go, you know, after you've addressed those things, go, go serve, go help people. And yep. and maybe even in the act of going and, and trying to help people, you will actually help yourself. Not will, yep. but yeah, without a doubt. You I, will. Think, I think you will. Yeah. Right. Usually in helping others, that's also doing something in you. Yeah. So yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. That's so it's good. So it's like like I said at the beginning, let go of God in the new year in order to let God go mm-hmm. in the new year and join him on his mission. Um be you not because you are joined with him in Christ and he is joined with you in your mission too to go bring healing uh, to the, to our world. Amen. Amen. That's that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one to end the year with. Yep. That's the last one for 2022. So man, so next week we'll have a guest. Um, I think we got a guest for every week. Yeah. For January. January. Yeah. So that's into good. February so far. Yep. That's good. And so, uh, man, so hopefully you guys have enjoyed 2022 with us and this podcast. If you have, like, drop us a line. Um, you can email us at bumperstickerfaith at gmail.com or, um, yeah, you could, you could, I mean, we don't, we're not dropping videos anymore, so you can't leave a comment on YouTube. But if you go look at some videos, um, we still go back and look at those archives and we can see if you send us a message or, mm-hmm. you know, say some, or, if you have any ideas, I know a, a listener told us that he wants to talk about, would like to hear us talk about mental health mm-hmm. because that's such a big thing these days. Yeah. And so that's, that's going to be coming up soon. Yeah, we, we will have be a talking health expert. about yep. mental health um, because that is a best, maybe the yeah. biggest deal because when you look at everything that's going on in our country, mm-hmm. that's anti-Christ in a sense, mm-hmm. it's all dealing with the mental mm-hmm. aspect of identity and, value, mm-hmm. self-worth, all these things. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so we're looking forward to 2023 to see what that's going to bring for BS Faith. 2023, man. So, wow. Mm. And if you want to be a 
BS crew member. You can learn how to do that on our website at bumperstickerfaith.com. Find the uh, tab that says BS crew. And see how to support us so we can continue to uh, get guests in. Like we said, we uh, um, have been promising them and new things for a while and and we're slow. But um, yeah, we slow. We slow, but but we steady though. We're going to be steady. steady. So, so all right, y'all man, have a blessed new year. Um, If you find yourself holding on to God, which is really holding you back from being Mm -hmm. who God wants you to be, then let God go, man. Don't like give up your Christianity, let God go, which I don't even believe that's possible, but don't just let go of your faith in a sense, but let go so that God can go to work in your life, in your heart, so that you can be joining him in the mission that he's called you to. So, man, happy new year to y'all. Take care and God bless. Don't go stepping in now. No BS, man. All right, y'all. Peace.